Welcome to Process to Profitability, a podcast all about the tools and strategies you need to serve your clients and grow your small business, hosted by me, Samantha Mabe of Lemon in the Sea. Join me as I chat with creative entrepreneurs and small business owners about how they built and grew their businesses and how you can do the same in a way that fits you. Let's get started. Welcome to episode 29 of Process to Profitability. It's another solo show this week, and I'm covering one of the topics that I get asked about most from my website design clients, creating content for your website. Your content is one of the most time-consuming and intimidating pieces of website design or redesign. You want to get it just right because you're investing in a brand new website and you really want to see growth in your business. But if you're like many small business owners, You just have no idea what you should include on your website, and you wish that somebody would give you a checklist already. Today, I'm going to give you just that, a checklist of the content I've seen work best on websites and tips for making it your own. You can download a basic checklist of content for your website at lemonandthesea.com slash 29 download, and I am going to be covering a lot of this in this episode, so stay tuned. Before I get into exactly what content you should be sharing on your website, I want to talk about why your content is so important. As a web designer, I am not a copywriter or a coach or a brand positioning expert, but I see a lot of content. I check out websites and design them for people for a living. And so I know what people are putting out there online. I've seen things that I really love and wish people would find a way to make their own. And I've seen things that are definitely not working. But content is difficult because it's more than just having something that looks pretty or buttons that work. It's about expressing what your business does and who you are and really targeting that to your dream clients. So a lot of people want to put it on the back burner. It's difficult to sit down and write pages worth of stuff for your website and collect the perfect images that you want to share, even if you're a photographer and have lots of images to choose from. I get it. I've been there. I've had to write content for my own website. Even writing the outlines for these blog posts can be hard at times because I don't know what the reaction is going to be. And I don't know if I'm going to see a return on that investment. But I can promise you that your content is important because it helps to position you as an expert. No matter how pretty your website looks, if the words aren't resonating with the people you want to work with, they're not going to come back to hire you. You have to show off your expertise in your content, either with the images that you share, if you are a photographer or a designer, or with the words that you're using. Depending on what you do, that content is going to speak volumes to your dream client. It will also allow you to spend less time in your inbox answering questions and more time getting to the work that you love. A lot of this goes back to the strategy of a website and what should you include and what can you leave out. 
Maybe what do you send in a PDF form and what is discussed over a call. But if you want my opinion, you should have an FAQ page. And you should put those frequently asked questions there. Look at the things that people are asking you over and over again and make sure you address that in that page. Or if you get asked about which packages you offer all the time, make sure you include that on a services page because then you will get people who are already informed and if they're not sure what they're looking for or what you offer, you can direct them to something that's already been created. Your content is also super important to get visitors to take action. I can design a website that has buttons in the perfect place and is optimized to get as many signups to your newsletter as possible. But if that freebie you're offering doesn't sound appealing, it's not going to work. Your content is going to be what drives people to the next step. So how do we get started with this? So there, there are some key positioning content pieces that I'm gonna talk about here that are relevant to you no matter what industry you're in because they are just good design and good content creation. First, you want to keep things clean and simple. On your homepage, tell people what you do, tell people what they can do next, and give them an example of what it is that you offer. Don't include too much stuff. I know it's tempting sometimes to throw it all out there in hopes that people will resonate with one of the things that you're trying to say, but you really have to hone in on your message and make it clear who you are, who you're for, and how you can help them right up front. The next thing to do is to have a clear action for each page of your website. What do you want people to do next? And how can you direct them there through buttons and content and what you're highlighting? You're also going to want to have a really great professional about page. Now I'm going to talk more about what an about page should include and you can find a really great outline of this in the previous episode all about creating an about page that resonates with your dream clients with Marie Karras. But the main things you're going to want to grab are a first person bio, a little bit about your story, and a headshot of you. So if nothing else, Put an image of you on your about page and a share a little bit about why it is that you do what you do. Why are these things important? Because you are trying to create a journey for the people who visit your website. If they are your dream clients, you want them to hire you or buy your product or opt into your course at the end of their time. But they can't do that if they aren't sure what to do next. So you have to bring them in on a homepage, make it really clear if they are in the right place, and then direct them through the website. On your about page, you wanna share a little bit about who you are so people can resonate with that or not. And then you want to have them go on this journey, moving through the website, doing what it is that makes sense for them to get to the next step and eventually pay you money. 
because you can't serve people if they aren't ever reaching out to you. Again, this goes back to the strategy, and I know that these things don't seem like they're intertwined, but to me, they are. Because if the content on one page doesn't lead seamlessly to the next, people aren't gonna wanna keep reading. So you wanna outline how visitors move through your website, use a call to action on every page, and then tell them what to do next. You can do this through the content that you're sharing as much as through to the design. Give them a sneak peek of your about page on your homepage and they'll want to go and learn more about you. Or share your featured blog posts so that they want to go and actually read them and get more in depth. Having great content on your website is a great way to build that know, like, and trust factor. You've probably heard people talk about it before and I know that I've mentioned it on this show, but people like to buy from people but they're only gonna buy from you if they know what you stand for and they know that they can trust that what they are investing in is worth it, that they're gonna get out of it what they expected and maybe a little bit more. To do this, you can use that content that you're creating to build trust. Use your brand voice everywhere on your website. You want it all to sound consistent like you wrote it and not like some robot or a copywriter that you hired wrote one page and you wrote the next. You also want to share social proof with badges and places that you were featured. If you've been on podcasts or guest posted or won awards, you want to highlight that because that proves that other people value your expertise just as much as those who are interested in investing. You also wanna use testimonials with headshots, reviews, case studies. Share some of what other people are saying and how you've helped them. And then in your content where you are educating your clients, you want to pick three main topics to talk about and make sure that you're sharing on those so that you can become known for something. You're not just the girl who posts about everything from recipes to DIY projects to website design. I've been there. If you had read my blog back in the day, you would have seen all kinds of stuff. But I have learned that by sticking to what I am best at and sharing knowledge in that field, people trust me because they know that I know what I'm doing and I'm not just dabbling in a bunch of things. We're going to be talking with Raina Pomeroy of Raina & Co about creating verticals in your business and this is gonna help you create those three main pillars of content that you're gonna talk about. So look for that coming out in January, but for now, I'm going to go into that checklist of things that you should be including on your website. All right, so we have covered why content is so important on your website. And now I'm going to be going over a list of things that I like to include, and then talking a little bit more in depth about some of those more important pages and giving you some ideas to hopefully spark something that you will want to share. So the first part of your content to-do list is going to be to figure out which pages you're going to feature on your website. 
Most websites are going to have a home page, an about page, something about their services or products. You might have a portfolio if you're showing off your work. You will probably have a way to share content like a blog or a podcast. You will need a contact page, a policies page, a couple of landing pages and thank you pages, and you may or may not want to have something to really pull in those special VIP guests. So here are the basics of what you are going to need on each of those pages. Your home page is the place where you are going to share the most important things about what you do right up front to draw people in. This is a great place to share a mission statement if you have one, a brief bio or some fun facts about you, some great images of your work that really highlights your style, and then you will want to highlight maybe some of your best work in your portfolio or some blog posts that are really doing well in your business. Next, you're gonna want to include your about page. And this is where you're telling clients more about you and your business and why that matters to them. So you're going to want to include what you do, who you work with, maybe a little bit about your story or a timeline of how you got to where you are, fun facts, a headshot, and some other images that really tie everything together. If you have a team, you're also going to want to possibly include bios of them with headshots. On a services page or a packages page or something about your store, if you have products, you're going to want to include information about exactly what it is that you offer. So service names and descriptions, pricing and images. If you're setting this up as a sales page instead of a services page, you're going to want to go into a little bit more detail about who this is for, what it is that they're going to get out of it, maybe what the components are, um, again, who you are, how they can buy, and what to expect next. If you have a portfolio of some sort, you're going to want images from a variety of different places and shoots to represent your work, and you will have to figure out how you want to divide that up, but I would recommend having at least five good projects with, you know, five to 10 images a piece to really highlight what it is that you do and show off what people can expect from you. Your contact page is where people are going to get in touch with you. So keep it simple. Have a brief intro, include your office hours, your contact information like your email address and your phone number, and then a form with questions. This is a great place for you to really start establishing boundaries with potential clients by letting them know exactly what it is that they can expect to hear back from you and how you communicate. You're also going to need a policies page. So this is gonna have the legal notices for your website and you may want to contact a lawyer to help you with this or find a template that'll work, but you will probably need a privacy policy and a terms and conditions. 
And depending on what it is that you are educating on and what you offer, you may need a couple of other things included in there just to make sure that all of your legal bases are covered. On your blog, you want to have something to start off with a template for designing with your headlines, a little bit about a post and some images that just gives you a basic idea of how things are going to be laid out so that as you design that page, you know what most blog posts will look like. In the content to-do list that you can get on the website at lemonandthesea.com 29download, there are also going to be a couple of other pages that you might want to consider and what you can include there, like a coming soon page, a contact form submission confirmation page, which is a long title that is just what happens after they hit that submit button on your contact page. You want to let them know what happens next and give them a brief thank you. You may also need some sort of an opt-in page and then a confirmation and thank you page for opting in. That is a really great way to get started on your website and while it seems like a lot of content. If you sit down and work on it in pieces and you make some dedicated time for it, I know that you can get it all done. So I've been working behind the scenes and really evaluating different people's websites and what works well and what doesn't. And so I'm going to share a little bit of my best insights from that with you now. I'm working on coming up with some more in-depth things that will help with this in the future, but these are great ways to get started. So on your about page, what I have seen work really, really well is to include an image of you in the header or at the very top of the page and kind of introduce yourself. Say hi and who you are as well as who you help. Keep it brief, but you want to make sure that's clear right up front. Then include a section that talks about what you do most of the day of your time or what you love or your passion. Connect with people through who you are. Then you can talk about your story. How is it that you got to where you are? Maybe why you started your business in the first place. Then it's good to include some beliefs, maybe some values or your core purpose and some fun facts about yourself. We all like learning about the people that we're going to be hiring and I have seen this be a very popular way to do it because it's not hard for you to write out a list of facts. It's not like you're writing paragraphs of text about yourself, but it's a great way for people to connect with you. Then if you have a team, make sure you have a place for their images and their bios and some fun facts about them. You want this to be a place where people can come and get to know you and also get to know how you can help them. So that's where you're going to include testimonials from clients and places that you've been featured. And then at the bottom of the page, you want to give them a next step. So what is it that you offer as far as services or products and how can they get in on that? Maybe that's an opt-in, maybe that's sending them right to purchase a product, but you wanna make it clear what they should do. 
About pages are hard because we think we have to write about ourselves, but really you should be focusing on your dream clients, what they're struggling with, how you relate, and how your service or product helps. If you admire people in the online space, I love going to check out those websites and see what it is that they're doing and maybe how they've divided this about page up. Because if they have been doing great things online, they probably have learned a few things about what people want to see on an about page and you can take that and make it your own. The next page I have really been studying is the home page because I think this is where we are so tempted to put everything out there that we're not sure how to narrow in on the focus. So some best tips that I've seen here are to include an image of yourself. I know it's hard. I know you don't want to put yourself out there, but you've got to do it. You can also include a mission statement or something that really speaks to your passion and why it is that you do what you do. That's a great way to relate to people right off the bat. And then include some of your best stuff. So you can either link to galleries if you offer different services or share your most, um, share your most popular podcasts or blog posts and just give people a way to get to know what it is that you're offering without having to dig around on your website. But keep it simple. We don't want to overwhelm people with too many choices because if they have too many choices, they're not going to make any at all. The third page I have been studying a lot and I have looked at so many of these is the sales page. People have really different ideas of what makes an effective sales page, what works and what doesn't. And I want to make sure that my clients are getting the most out of their sales page. So here are some of the threads that I have seen running through them and maybe these can help you get started if you are stuck on what to include. Start with a powerful headline that grabs attention and draws in your dream clients. And then share the story behind the offer. So you can do this by sharing how you you know, learned from this exact way of doing things or how you have helped other people. Make sure your website and especially your sales page is easy to skim. Use headlines so that when people are looking for a specific thing, it's not getting lost in a jumble of text that all is the same size and color, but include things that stand out so they know where to look for what's important to them. Then you want to include images. So if you are selling a product or even a course or a workbook, you want to give people a peek at what they're getting. So if you have a product, obviously you should have images of that product and possibly images of that product in use. But if you have an online course, you know, you might not be sure how to share, show that off. Take screenshots of what it's going to look like inside the course and show that off inside some sort of a device. And you want to make sure that your images complement your brand for this particular sales page. You don't want the images to be telling one story and everything else to be saying something else. Then testimonials. You can never have too many of these. 
Testimonials can be used to call out reasons people may not want to buy and convince potential buyers. You can use them to focus on results and specific examples of what your offering has helped other people. And you might want to have a portfolio of case studies that go a little bit more in depth about exactly what it is that you're offering and what those results were. Then include the features and benefits. So features, what does the person get? And benefits, why do they need it? What exactly is the outcome going to be? A lot of times this is listed as modules where you have a title of the section and then a little bit of information about what's inside. You want to make sure that people know what's included. Then include any guarantees if you have them. So if you are offering a money back guarantee or a certain time where they can change their mind, include that right on the page so they don't have to email you and ask and then include a button so that they can purchase, join you, schedule a call, whatever it is the next step is. Address some frequently asked questions. If you've got questions that come up a lot, especially what happens next or when will I get my item, make sure you answer those here so that people feel like you are being upfront, honest, and they can trust you. But most of all, keep it simple. Don't have too many options or too many things that people have to decide between. If you want to offer a payment plan, just have one payment plan and one pay in full price. Make it as easy as possible for people to buy on this page because otherwise they're going to maybe not stick around. A couple other good practices on a sales page and just throughout a website are to include videos, but don't make them autoplay, please. Um, copy that empathizes with your dream clients. You want some great testimonials, calls to action, and focus on your clients. Focus on what it is they're going to get out of working with you and how you help them with whatever it is that they're struggling with right now. If you are looking for a way to figure out exactly how to get all of this together and start putting it onto a website, I recommend that you create some sort of a filing system on Google Drive or Dropbox or on your own computer. Create a folder for each of the pages of your website and then start going through all of your images and your content and drop them into the correct folder so that they're easy for you to go look up later and you're not distracted by looking at every single image for your website every time you open it up. You want to keep things divided out so that they're easy to find, they're easy to get ready to go and to share with your designer or your copywriter or anyone that you're working with. If you are really struggling with content still, I would recommend that you either hire a copywriter to help you write all of those pages or hire somebody to help you with your brand messaging. If you are struggling more with figuring out exactly who you want to speak to and what it is that you need to say, you may need to go back to the core of exactly what it is that you're doing and who you're serving before you can get into the actual content. 
I know that content is hard. For my clients, it is the thing that hangs them up the most, and I wish that I could make it all go as smoothly as possible, but I can't write it for them. I can't make their words appear on their website. But these are some really great ways and some tips and tricks and things to include when you're writing your own content that will hopefully make it easier for you to know what should be included and what you can leave out. If you're interested in having a checklist of this information so that you can reference it later, make sure to go to lemonandthesea.com slash 29 download. That's the number 29 and then the word download to get the content to-do list checklist. It's a really simple document with the names of the pages that are most common and just a brief description of things you might want to include. So download that and take a look at it when you are writing your own content. Thanks for listening to Process to Profitability. Please take a minute to leave an honest review in iTunes so that I can help more small business owners and creative entrepreneurs find the show. 